0: New digital technologies are driving a step change in enterprise business transformation. At the Digital Twin Podcast, we explore the intersection of technology and business. What should your digital twin look like?
1: Welcome to Episode 9 at the Digital Twin Podcast. Your host, Omar Hari. Today, we are talking about sensors. We talked a little bit about this, and by popular demand, a lot of people were asking, you know, how do we actually understand what type of data we're getting, right? And is, is there certain ways that we should be attaining data, capturing data? And, you know, through learning on different technologies, there's a lot of ways you can pull, capture, and get data. And sensors are one of the items that are really at the Final point, the end point of where data can be captured. I mean, Hari, you and I, you know, we see a lot of different things out there from, you know, imaging technology to um, temperature, motion, you know, sensories of light pressure. I mean, from the generic uh, types of data that that are out there. But more and more as you start researching where the technologies are going within, within the sensor realm. I mean, it is growing massively with more and more data trying to be captured from a lot of different things and a lot of different perspectives.
0: yeah, sensors have been around a long time, but it's definitely getting cheaper. they're getting smaller um, this um past week, uh, I had a delivery of a few uh kitchen appliances and um Yeah, I happen to pick all Samsung, of course. Uh, This is not an ad for Samsung Uh. by any means. Uh, Anybody, uh, pretty much uh, LG, um, GE, all of them are doing the same thing. But what's interesting to me is right now, I can see uh, the fridge, see the range, dishwasher, all of them online. In fact, I'm going to probably have a coffee machine that will do the same thing. It's not Samsung, but something else. But that tells Mm -hmm. you that you know, even a, an appliance that's under a couple of thousand dollars have a number of sensors that allows you to both see, manage, and control, right?
1: Ah, you know, you just reminded me of my sous vide bath. It, it goes right into my phone, too. It cooks my meat so nicely. Yeah, I mean, nice.
0: it's all over the kitchen. You're it right. Is. I
1: mean, that's just a, a simple application where sensors are all over the place, right? Yeah,
0: we were uh, talking about cars, right? Uh, uh what is it? Close to 100 sensors right now in a typical car, and and if it's a much more well-equipped car, it could be a whole lot more than that. But on an average, they expect that to be over 200 sensors, you know, in a typical car, and and they expect the sensor market to be skyrocketing, you know, in the automotive yeah. sector. That's almost a signal, a symbol of of a rapidly shifting market, right?
1: Yeah, I think. I think you're hitting on something there it's 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 you know we had a earlier podcast around edge devices and i think where we start to see sensors and edge devices kind of start to you know make that you know connection or cross link is is really at that that lower level so right? good
0: point so we talked about cloud we talked about uh we didn't talk about mist there is no mist, no, no, no. <laughs> no, right Don't confuse anybody. Uh, we talked about fog, we talked about edge, and now we're talking about the sensor, which is the last point in the last mile, right? Um, so what what is a sensor?
1: Well, it, in a nutshell, I mean the sensor is really a de, you know a device that's that's out there capturing data in its raw form, right? Um, you know, I mentioned earlier whether it's temperature, pressure, some of these variants. Um, you start to figure out how can we put more sensors out there to capture more data to be able to show more patterns, understand how data is being affected, right? Um, I almost like to think of this as, as almost um, an automated micromanager, you know, a micromanager always wants to know what you're doing every single time, every single moment, right? So he's getting that update, status update. Where are you at? Where are you this? Where are you, that? He's t- you know, He's trying to make sure he's got full control, full understanding of what's happening with all his assets and resources. Think of a sensor in that sort of scenario, the ability to be able to monitor and really manage at that minute level with, you know, the technology is around sensors today, right? I mean, so, I mean, right now we've been dealing with a lot of, you know, traditional sensors around. I was gonna sensor. ask you,
0: sensors are not new. So what's what's they really are, new?
1: They are. Um, what we're seeing more in, in, the, in, in the sensor realm, we're seeing a lot of um, use of image technology around imaging, um, um, video technology, thermal imaging technology. As you're starting to see real time data of images. You're starting to see a lot of different technology really spawn from the likes of um, I would even say some of Facebook and, and Google technology around how they they, they cross-match and they, they bring photos and they analyze different things around photos. You're starting to see that accelerate into much more of a real-time basis from just a photo to actually real-time frames and how things are moving. Um, you could almost s- almost use that technology and think of us as a sensor itself that's pulling data from us that it's capturing from us, you know, from our facial recognitions to our movements, to our behaviors. Absolutely. I mean, we're being, you know, we're, we are the subject. They want to know us more and they want to see how many senses we can get out there to know the human much more. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a definitely a lot of growth. But when you look at in the industrial space where you see a lot of growth, it's, it's around key items where they can help them with compliance and safety and, and help monitor the basic operations or get better visibility of things that they may or may not have had with traditional um, instruments or sensors in the past. You know, how can they overlay what they have or actually reinstitute a new sensor system? to give them much more rich data to uh, integrate this into a much more higher fidelity model within you know, an edge device or an analytics platform. So this is kind of where you're seeing this development, right? And within that realm, you know, as you mentioned early on, is sensors are becoming much more economically friendly. So what does that mean? That means more can be thrown out there with more data. You have more touch points, right? It's like a micromanager. He's not calling you every hour. He's calling you every minute.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's also... Uh, in support of a, an overall system that provides the ability to analyze all that data from all those sensors, right? The big data, whether that's analytics, database, you can do that all in real time, even though the data is, is large. For one question well, maybe a good topic for us to talk about is, you know, wide versus wireless. You talked about a facility, an industrial facility maybe that needs to be equipped with sensors, Is that practical? Is that cost effective for, you know, those sensors, even though they're cheaper, to be deployed? And when does it make sense? When does it not make sense? What type of sensor might make sense? You know, that may be worth uh, a conversation. What's your Uh, take on it?
1: Uh, I think, you know, you you have to... um you know, understand the, the criticality of the sensors or instruments that you may have out in your infrastructure or your operation. And I think from there, you you, you have a, a real good skeleton or framework or architecture around what's important. Um, the nice-to-haves hardwired sensors can be nice to kind of augment or really retrofit your current uh, environments, but it comes at a cost, right? It comes with, you know, you know, management of change, you know, instituting new wiring in the systems, new, you know, subchecks, you know, bringing in where are you going to tap these instruments, where are you going to put them in, is it going to be invasive into what you're doing already? Do you have to shut things down? So there's a lot of planning around how to bring one, two, three more data points from a sensor, a couple sensors out there into your environment. What we're seeing is is the ability to bring data in a non-invasive way, very creatively, through different means of technology, whether it be vibrational data, whether it be, you know, thermal, um, you know, um, ultrasonics, so- sonar, being able to have a non-invasive sensor being broadcast in a in a wireless uh, way, uh, where you don't have to put a lot of infrastructure immediately
0: or, in the vicinity of the equipment, so you can pick it up using a gateway or something like that. Right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when you start looking at these applications, now you can start to see the economies of how you can augment those mission critical data, so the, the old way of thinking how you can put data yeah. in versus bringing data fast into your environment, whether you said like your analytics platform or or your edge devices, to give you that extra rich data point that may affect the overall fidelity of your model to really give you that extra benefit that you're looking
0: yeah. for. Yeah, and, so and, and it's, to it's, a, it's a cost benefit. It is. It's a, it definitely comes down to the ROI. You know, how much are you going to invest to get what, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So another interesting development in in the sensor technology seems to be around battery-less sensors, more around energy harvesting. So they can be running um, all the time without having to be replaced or or so on. Because today, one of the challenges that you face with large quantities of sensors being deployed in a a, a facility is that they're going to fail at some point, right? It's like the... um, it's like the uh, smoke sensor's going off at your house. You don't even know where the the beeps are coming from, right? <laughs> you know, so I, guess what? You, two or three of those before I get to the real one. Yeah. You yeah.
1: change them all. You I just change them, you all.
0: change them all. Like you you yeah, you that's part that is the it's only way you can do in a, in an industrial setting, right? You you have to be able to go around and replace the sensors in a proactive fashion and you have to do them, you know, uh, much sooner than the manufacturer says it's going to last you. And you have to do them in bulk and it's a significant amount of expense both in labor and in material right
1: and you actually made a very good point there you know that scenario that you mentioned going up there and trying to find the sensor yeah which one you are you're you're actually trying to figure out which one it is with your ear your audio sensors yeah. right there's a lot of sensors out there that give you the battery life and tell you exactly which one is it. Is yeah. so now f- you don't
0: rely on that, that audio.
1: Yeah. You have the technology to tell you which one it is exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. changes the It's funny. It changes the I had that problem in my previous house, which, was a, you know, uh, which is a newer house, but of course the builders put in the cheapest they can find. So I ended up buying and replacing the, the sensors uh, here in my, my house that I just moved to, and I put them on the Ring network Again, that's Ring great. is not paying us to talk about Ring, but I put them on the Ring network, and I've assigned room names. So now, when the batteries go out, I can actually tell which room that smoke uh, uh, and CO2 sensor is in. Right? <laughs> wow.
1: I mean, so it'll actually give you a preventative warning that hey, that your batteries are low. Correct. You need to start looking at it before you hear the beeps. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, it does. It
0: doesn't drive my wife crazy looking for the one that's beeping. Right, you just have to look up your phone.
1: <laughs> I tell you, you know, from, I mean, the home automation is a perfect example of how the sensors can really start to affect your your lives. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's everywhere now, and and, and with that, with the accessibility of a lot of these sensors in a practical residential or or a, um um application that anybody can use, you know, from Best Buy or anything like that, the mindset. Of people that are coming into the workforce and 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 that are trying to solve business and operational challenges comes from that mode of thinking that mm-hmm. if I can do this at home,
0: yep, why I shouldn't I be I able to do this, do this here? Yeah. In fact, a lot of things are driven from the consumer behavior. You look at uh, an iPhone, uh, apps that are that are on an iPhone, and how we use that every day to order food, to, to order a cab, to to do you know whatever, uh, or interact with your fridge or in, uh, an oven right now. Right? or the UI interaction that you have, the UI experience uh, that you have with, with an application that is uh, targeted towards consumers, that's kind of leading over to the enterprise, right? And the enterprise customers are looking for that similar experience, similar UI, UX experience. And I, I expect that same thing in the sensor world that we're going to have a, a revolution in, in the commercial space, you know, it's already happening, but if, 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 if not, you know, happening yet in some certain verticals it's going to happen in the next 3 to 5 years pretty rapidly
1: so, so you bring a very interesting point the consumer based user experience versus the the industrial or business application use of a lot of these technologies do you do you do you observe the different user interfaces is there a drastic difference between both Consumer and business applications. Can you see a difference in a lot of these applications? I believe so. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty rigid. It is, you know, breakaway. In fact, I mean,
0: a lot of that innovation seemed to have happened in the consumer space first, right? You look at an iPhone, because the the market, you know, like Google says, it's ten x, right? You have millions and millions of phones that you can sell. And with the right type of technology and the right investment in UI, UX or apps, now you have a much larger market to cater to and and get revenue out of, right? That's not that easy to figure out in the enterprise world. But at the same time, you know, iPhone has revolutionized the UI, UX experience. Whether you're, you know, taking away the keyboard, bringing a center, you know, home button, then taking that button away entirely, you know, uh, bringing face ID, bringing... All the touch ID. I mean, all of these. Exactly all the watches, tools. sensors. You know, now that it's bleeding into the enterprise world with the biometric sensors. You know, the, the the devices that are that are wearables that you can wear in the industrial the pods. Yeah, yeah pods I mean, in the industrial space. Hear hearing sensors that, that that tells you that you're in a in a danger zone, even though you know you may not realize it. So mm-hmm. so it's it's already. Bleeding into the the industrial and the commercial and enterprise space, but I, I think in most of these areas, consumer space has shown us the way.
1: Yeah, right. Which is very interesting. I mean, to see, you know, how quickly it's being adopted in these other areas, especially when we talk about you know technologies and digital transformation in general, we might see, or what we can be seeing, is is that not 10x, maybe we see a 3x within that space as we start moving um, into a much more data-driven uh, environment within the commercial and industrial space is we're going to start seeing a lot more ad- adaptability of some of these technologies that consumers have already um, you know, experienced and, and adopted.
0: And I'm sure it has a lot to do with uh, the, uh, the adoption curve itself, right? In certain industries, certain verticals, um, you know, the, the new technology the new the new uh, even startups uh, are much easily able to break in because that adoption curve is, is much shorter um, and and the, the obstacle to getting into the market is, is, is also not that high uh, but if the the adoption is going to take you way too long and the investment is high um, it's 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 a difficult one to break through right yeah
1: I agree well I mean, I think we we did hit quite a bit on the sensors. I mean, uh, IoT, Internet of Things, kind of falls in this realm as well. Um, But you can see massive growth in this area. And uh, you all should stay tuned for our future podcast because, you know, we'll be spotlighting some of these technologies um, as they start to unveil themselves. And not just from your traditional type of sensors, but some of the unique things out there that are really bringing a lot of value to a lot of organizations. Absolutely. Stay tuned. Uh, you can find us on, uh, on DigitalTwinPodcast
0: dot com, uh, or you can look it up uh, on uh, YouTube or Google it, and uh, and you can find us.
1: All right, we'll see you then. Stay safe.